It's Dave here again with my wife Kathy. Hello. We are um, we are sort of in the middle of a binge of the HBO show The Night Off. We've just watched uh, six episodes six in the last twelve hours. So we needed to leave the house, basically. Yeah, we were in danger of just doing the whole thing, um, and it was uh, it's very very good. So we're, yeah. we're not going to review that now. Maybe it's we're, very maybe very addictive, but it's and it's very excellent. long. So we've spent we were six hours, which is. Six episodes has been about six and a half six hours, and a half seven hours. hours. We did four last night and yeah. two this morning. So we were like, geez, we need a break from sitting in a dark room watching TV. So we're going to go to the cinema Yeah. Um, to see Sausage Party because that's kind of the only thing that's on that's half worth seeing. I'm not even really bothered with this. I haven't even seen a trailer, actually. Oh, really? But I looked it up on IMDb. It has a good rating. And I looked up the duration, which is 90 minutes. So, therefore, I was pretty much sold. I've seen the trailer. I mean, people are kind of losing their shit. Everyone's saying it's funny. For this. But, uh, I don't know. It wasn't do- the trailer didn't do it for me. Hmm. I feel... Uh, yeah, I'm feeling bad. Oh really? Vibes towards I'm expecting I don't know good why. things. I don't know why. Just from the reviews I've heard from friends and just from people on the internet, but like it's only 90 minutes at the end of the day. It can't be that bad. It's 90 minutes. It's not going to be as good as the night of. 90 minute comedy. So we're coming from a very good show, but we needed air and sunlight. So we're going, <laughs> so to, we're the going cinema. to a dark room. Well, we got to walk again. We, we need, walk to we the need stale cinema air. Yeah. Um, All okay. right. So see you in a bit. So Dave, you're not expecting much, and I'm probably expecting too much. Yes. But I've not seen a trailer. Let's so meet in the middle. Okay. Meet in the middle? Oh. <laughs> also, I'm vegetarian, so I shouldn't even be watching this. Okay, oh. bye. Hey, Brenda, you and me. I'm so happy that God's put our packages together. It's because we belong together. It's like we were made for each other. Get ready, boys! Oh, feels amazing. Oh, yes. I'm the first to enter eternity. Oh, potato! Way to go, buddy! So there I was in the coffee shop next to the cinema buying a treat for Dave and tea for me. And Dave came in telling me the movie wasn't on. Yeah. So I went up to the <laughs> desk and I was like, two for sausage. Oh, thanks party. for relaying that part of the... That's how the conversation how went. went. Do you want to be the... No. Do you want to be me and I'll no. be the... You want to no. do, do some role play here? No. So two for sausage party. She was like, oh, that's been cancelled. I've never, um, never happened. I've never happened, seen that happen before. I've, I've never. This has never happened in all the years it's of going to the cinema. Unprecedented, and we go like, to the cinema a lot. Yeah, they, apparently they've replaced it with the Secret Life of Pets, which um, our loyal listeners will know we've already seen. So and I was not like, particularly like, why? Um, she said, I don't know. Managers just told us to do it. So this, uh, this staff in our cinema are pretty particularly terrible. <laughs> I think. Like, why didn't I think you the ask? manager's just a total wiener. Oh, Sorry. Right. What is up with you with the bad <laughs> sausage puns? Um, so, so yeah, that's it. We that's can't review the movie. Really fucking annoying, to be honest. <laughs> we left our house <laughs> watching the best show we've seen in months. It serves us right, really. Um, all right, well, let's discuss what we think the film would have been like. I still think it would have been shit. <laughs> I mean, I personally find movies It'd with Seth Rogen annoying. So yeah, I, I kind of find, find him annoying as well. I mean, now I'm just giving it a negative review, and it's not really their fault that Odie and Richmond pulled it last minute. I didn't think you could pull it if it was on the website. Clearly, no one had bought a ticket. I'd say, no, yeah, nobody had bought and a ticket. And we hadn't bought a ticket. We were buying it there. And so. it was just, we just arrived at half two, so I'd say they just made a call to swap it, maybe. But what but time was Secret Life of Pets going to be? know about Secret Life of Pets? Secret Life of Pets was going to be the, in, in the same screen at the same time instead of it. Maybe they did it like a half an hour beforehand. And they were like, anyway, it's so. Sp- maybe there's a chorus of children who were just dying to see the Secret Life of Pets. 
yes, which is also a really old movie, and this is a new movie. Anyway, it, it sort of indicates that nobody gives a <laughs> yeah, shit about this movie. It. That's not true, though. I think it's true. I thought it was doing well at the box office. It did well in the so States. Maybe that's I, don't, in the I think same. it just came out in the UK, so I don't know. Well, do you know what? As, as if we've said in the past, the only people who go to our cinema are really old, or else maybe kids. So yeah, it doesn't feel like the right, the right audience around here. It's a shame. We would have had the whole screen to ourselves. Did you, you read about... You eating your flapjack. So don't get a flapjack now. <laughs> did you... Um, yeah, I put the flapjack back and cancelled the tea order. Did you read about uh, all the controversy around the animation studio that made this? Yeah, they weren't paying anyone properly. Yeah, so nobody was getting overtime. Uh, a lot of them left. A lot of the animators left during the course of it because of the bad uh, conditions, and they haven't they haven't been given a credit. Well, you know, I have in insider knowledge of this because I've worked in a video game company where people weren't getting paid properly and are you going to name it? No. You can name it. I won't no, name it. It was well. That's been widely no, publicised. The video game company. Um, they people well, getting, and it doesn't no, exist I'm not anymore. Name it. So, um, name, it. <laughs> name your source. People weren't getting paid properly and weren't getting credited. So it doesn't surprise me at all because it's a bit like the TV industry. Um, in that they know people are just dying to work as animators and it's really sad because people who do it are incredibly talented yeah. and they underpay them and overwork them and they work you know like 14 hours a day um, 7 days a week kind of thing for like really bad wages it is sad because uh, this movie was um, I guess famously sort of low budget for a, for an animated film I don't know the exact and that's why the exact facts it's low budget if you don't budget anything for yeah. your animators they, 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 they cut costs massively it was a Canadian uh, company, as far as I know, and uh, apparently the um, the that's the reason they went to Canada because I guess the um, I guess the, the, a lot of the LA animation houses would be a lot better unionized. Um, anyway, we need to stop because we're talking about a movie we haven't seen. So I'm just giving I it think, a bad review. I think it'd be terrible. <laughs> I think well, we're not going to go see well, it. Well, I think it would be good, but this was. It was just a 90 minutes for the sake of going to the cinema. I certainly wouldn't go like after work or if I had anything better on. No. So this is like kind of a weekend where we were not doing much. I feel like though... Like we're not in France this weekend. <laughs> like this Sadly. is... For whoever's listening to this now, like Nobody. what's the point? There's no... We haven't actually given we any value. Yeah. We've nothing to talk about. Nothing to talk about. I but we should um, maybe tweet this at the Odeon Richmond and demand... An explanation for this travesty. Not that we'd paid for the tickets or anything. Should we challenge them to well, a duel? Well, and the coffee shop should um, be really upset because they missed out on about five pounds of business. Yeah. So everyone's a loser here. cancel that tea. <laughs> you did it with such it urgency as well. Yeah, I was like, I'm not paying for that tea. <laughs> you like shouted it yeah. across the counter. I actually jumped was, across the counter and, and grabbed the cup from his hands as the boring uh, boiling water was pouring. It was very exciting. Mm. Um, um, anyway, so, so we, we will maintain our opinions. We may go home and finish the night That's all um, I want to do right now. And we can just maintain our opinion where you thought you probably wouldn't like it. And I let's talk about that. Silly. Let's go home and watch that. And then let's come out in a bit for a walk and talk about the night of. Stay that's tuned. Not, that's not cinema though. I don't care. We need to give the people something. <laughs> they came here for a sausage party review. And instead they're going to get a blow by blow account of one of the best shows on TV at the moment. Right, baby. Okay, bye. Bye. I want to tell you something, and it's the most important thing you'll ever hear in your entire life. Don't talk to anybody anymore. Shut it. Okay, so for once, we're actually leaving our house. We're not leaving the cinema. No. This time. Um, And we're just going to go for a walk in the park, because we just finished the night off. Yes, and my back is actually sore from eight hours of solid TV. Yes, good going. In, in one day. Well done, us. 
Yes. Well, it's kind of too, like, it was well, last night. Well, there was sleep in between, but in less than 24 hours. Yeah, it's pretty good going. Plus, we watched say. the Anna well Green Gables us. movie yesterday with Martin Sheen. So we actually watch a lot of TV this weekend. Don't tell people about that. <laughs> and Dave cried twice at it. I, I cannot believe <laughs> you ratted me out. You cried when Anne got her new dress and you cried yeah, when Matthew rescued her. Yeah, but she wanted the dress with the puffy sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> and Martin Sheen got the neighbour to make it for her. Okay? And we don't normally watch this much TV. It's because we had a weekend with no plans for the first time in like months. Yeah. And we went the only way we knew how. So we literally went from... To binge TV and movies. We went from Anne of Green Gables straight into the first episode of The Night <laughs> yeah. Off. So, all right, let's talk about The Night Off. What we'll do is let's talk generally about our thoughts about it without giving away um, what happens for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend going to watch it. Would you do the same? Yeah, because yeah. it's only eight episodes. It's only and eight it's episodes. it's just finished on HBO very, very good. So we watched it on Sky. You have it all on Boxing. Um, and so what we'll do is that we'll just talk about our general thoughts on it and um, then we'll go into a sort of spoiler-filled discussion. Mm-hmm. So, um, so better than Sausage Party. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> it wins I, by I, default. I, I, I think we can assume it's better than Sausage Party. So what it is, if you don't know, it's an eight-part HBO series um, which is following... Um, it follows a murder case, essentially. So the first episode is... Uh, the crime itself happening, and we see it through the eyes of the suspect. Of the suspect, the accused. And then the um, sort of seven episodes that follow that are all about. I guess it's mostly the show is about the criminal justice system, and it goes in very sort it of. It goes from his initial arrest to what happens when charges are brought against someone, how a case is, a case is investigated at very kind of minute level, and also how. What happens if you're waiting and you haven't gotten bail and you're in prison? It's very detailed, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it like ends with the verdict. So the whole, the whole series is it's about the investigation and the maybe. trial. Yeah, and we oh, were confused because the first two episodes were set over like two days, and then we couldn't tell what was happening where with the time. But yeah. we digress. We need to give our opinion. So we should say overview. it's well. Let's give a bit more information. So the sort of the well, I mean, I think at this point, anyone who's listening has watched it. No, I'm explaining what it is. I'm trying to sell it to people. You've explained so they it can already. It. Give your opinion on it. I was about to say it stars John Turturro. Yeah, who, who's amazing. Who's absolutely brilliant in this. He's sort of more of a. It's like a role of a lifetime for him. Actor. He's famous for a lot of Coen Brother movies. He was in a recent Woody Allen film, which he also directed. Which I can't even. Think. Oh, the Gigolo. Gigolo, fading Gigolo. But other than that, I mean, he's one of those. He's probably to most people one of those that guys. Yeah, um, that's what I was like. Oh, I know him, but I can't remember what from. And other than that, not really, not really a lot of name value. Um, but yeah, my opinion, I thought it was really, really gripping, very interesting. You see it from a lot of pe- different people's perspectives, um, you, and you get a sort of, you get a very frank view of the criminal justice system in America, um, both from sort of the police's point of view, the lawyer's point of view, and. Um, a suspect, the suspect's point of view, and it even shows you the effects, the the far-reaching effects that it has on um, the family members of the of the the suspect, and even the people who sort of get caught up in the maelstrom of this, such as um, without going into too much detail, but um, a car that's involved with the with the crime uh, doesn't get returned to its actual owners, and it affects their business. And how it affects uh, a certain community. It's is it the Muslim community at the centre of this. So it's really, um, 
don't know, it's very, uh, it's interesting, it's detailed. Yeah, so you liked it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I okay. guess that's what I'm saying, I liked um, it. Well, I was intrigued to see it because HBO are such iconic TV makers, you know, they made like The Sopranos, The Wire, which is our favourite show, Sex and City, which is one of my favourite shows, Game of Thrones, which is obviously amazing. And looking, which we love, and FYI, just watched the movie of, which is oh, really good. Thing yeah, we watched. We, we watched a lot of things. We watched the looking movies to begin to talk. Yeah, but the thing with HBO lately is they're turning out a lot of duds. Um, the big one being vinyl. <laughs> you said that in such a strange they way. They are though. You it's said, it, you said it like a like a regional um, DJ. Did I? Yeah, they're turning out a lot of duds. Turning out a lot of duds, um, and including the second season of. Um, True Detective. Detective which we couldn't get past the pilot because it was so terrible but they're turning out a lot of does and they're not really getting the talkability that Netflix and Showtime are getting so it's interesting to see a buzz around this um, and everyone was talking about it in the States and then Sky released it all on one day on Thursday so we were like hmm let's just give this a go and yeah I thought it was brilliant it's definitely in the vein of The Wire including cast members of The Wire including Omar yes, who's our Omar's favorite. in it yeah Omar's Omar coming, coming. Um, and it, the main actor who plays Naz is amazing and he is in Nightcrawler which is an amazing movie and he was a real standout in that He's which is amazing. hard to do against um, Jake how do you say his name Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal who's, yeah. who's so amazing in Nightcrawler and this guy really held his own so he's brilliant as playing so he's the 23 year old Pakistani um, son of two immigrants and he was born in Queens and he I really believed him in the role though I had loads of issues with his character because he was so annoying <laughs> which we'll get oh. to <laughs> um, and I love John Turturro is that how you say his name? yeah he's, it's like a role in a lifetime like he can just die having done that role and just die happy <laughs> I mean he should be winning Emmys for that and um yeah, I thought it was really great and I thought eight episodes was a good duration. The first episode was quite long and the final episode was quite long so overall it was probably about ten hours of TV. Yeah, I think they were like an uh, hour and a half each. Yeah. Um, and it was so... And it, but but I have to say the first episode I found excruciating viewing. Like I, I was like, I think I need to turn this off because I really struggled to watch really, really dumb protagonists. Well, let's... And let's, there's so much tension in the first episode. Well, we launch into spoilers. Yeah, we from, launch, from, so we launch into spoilers. Um, but if you're struggling with the first episode, keep going. Because it gets way better. Okay, so let's talk about that first episode. It was enormously tense. Oh, that's so sick. I couldn't really, watch it. I, I reckon nothing... I don't know the exact point, but I don't think the actual murder takes place until... I would say an hour into yeah, the thing. Yeah, and you know it's so, all going so, so wrong. So Naz <laughs> is this, you know, clean-looking... We, we get that he's a diligent student because he's studying... I don't know. Maths <laughs> what or is something he studying? At the start. Well, he's tutoring. And he's tutoring somebody from the football team. And he gets invited to this party. Clearly, he's a bit gawkish and... Which we thought... Me girls. We thought, oh, fuck. Yeah, we thought Something's going to go down at this party. Yeah, at the party. Didn't and then his friend is supposed to pick him up to bring him to the party, doesn't. But we get a brief glimpse of his home life where he's got very traditional, conservative, loving parents. And he decides... So this is his first mistake of many. He steals <laughs> his dad's taxi, which is his dad's livelihood. His dad is like the nicest man in the world. His dad co-owns it with two other men, both very hardworking men also. Naz decides to steal that taxi, which maybe you'll forgive him because people maybe borrow their parents' cars and it's not necessarily stealing and... I don't know. Anyway, does that. Then he picks up a girl in the taxi. Um, she thinks he's a taxi driver. He's so dumb he can't figure out how to turn off the on-duty light. He doesn't think to lock the back door to stop people getting in. All the while he's being photographed going across all these bridges and everyone can see what he's doing. Then he picks up the girl. Then he goes to buy her beer. 
Then she's drinking beer in the car. They stop at the water. He takes ecstasy with her. Then gets back behind the wheel of the stolen car while but, he's high. But these are all to her house. so far. These are all pretty dumb things to do. They're dumb things, but they're they're, they're yeah, legitimate like things that, that a dumb college student would yeah. do. Then I he felt. gets to her house and drinks loads of tequila with her. Then he plays a game with the knife where they stab each other in the hand. Then he snorts ketamine without even knowing what he's taking. And then he wakes up and she's dead. And then he's like, I know what and I'll do. This is when the real mistakes yeah. begin. I will run out of the house. Then I'll realise I've left my car key, so I'll run back, break into the house to wake the neighbours. And I will grab not only my car keys, but the knife that I was stabbing her hands with earlier and also the vial of ketamine and now I'll drive off again completely high and I have no time for somebody who'll drive when they're high and drunk because it's a fucking disgraceful so thing this is where anyway. we were kind of having we were just arguments. like I can't watch this show this guy's so dumb and I was like even if he didn't kill her at this point he fucking deserves to go to prison because he's put himself in the most ludicrous situation with no sense whatsoever and he's driving completely high with a bloodied knife and so we had- a vial of ketamine we had kind of disagreements while we were watching this yeah. at the time because you were I agree it was infuriating watching him and it's very frustrating but you so you you I, I, I still feel like that was totally believable actions for that character he made every wrong move because he was panicked and scared and I think I, I mean you, you were saying if I was there I would do this, this, and this. Has he not seen a police show? So I the think thing is, he never seen a police show. His fingerprints are everywhere. His sperm <laughs> is in her. His blood is everywhere. Like, does he think that he can just need to see the crime? <laughs> no, and I know. also smash open her front door. I'm just saying, rational thinking is is easy for us while we're was, sitting on a couch yeah, watching it. He was on a lot of drugs. Plus, he had yeah. blacked out, so he didn't actually know. That's the interesting bit about the whole show. He never knows if he's done it or not, and we never know either. Yeah, because he's completely blacked out. And I guess because I've never taken ketamine, <laughs> I don't know what that feeling is like. But I'm certainly not sympathetic to him because he's an idiot. So, well, what did you think about when he finally gets into prison? I thought it was outrageous. So within, we figured out it was his four-month space of time. He changed how he spoke. He shaved all his hair off. He got tattoos on his neck. He basically spoke like he could barely articulate sentences he was emulating everyone around him and he became really violent and started smoking heroin yeah I think I that, like, what? that transformation and he hadn't even been convicted yet like this is like the holding prison and it took space over four months I must because at one point we were like wait as a few years passed because this is outrageous and he's all bulky by the end as well because he works out well this is the thing right it just that transformation felt a little too fast Breaking Bad um yeah, he broke took, bad and like. Well, Breaking Bad took five seasons really <laughs> for that to happen, and it happened very slowly, and believably. Well, I use that word loosely, but with Nas, yeah, Here, look, it we was just sit in this bench. literally like how long was he there? Four months in total, I guess. Look, Omar is very charismatic. Though. Partly, you could explain explain it by the fact that his character is very very impressionable yeah which they were established in the pilot he'll do anything like any drug is put in front of him he'll take it any opinion is expressed he'll copy it but to the point where he and it was really cool of the actor like he's a really good actor he like was emulating like the speech and the actions of people around him because he's just the sponge Naz and I think partially maybe the message was he was raised in such a conservative house and had no exposure socially to people because he just didn't know how to act around people 
Like, why no. was he smoking heroin? He was in prison two months. Because it was the done and thing. And his, his case hadn't even happened yet. It made no sense. It was a bad move. Um, and he like kicks someone like kicks someone's head in at one point like and practically kills them. But I guess that was part of his. What was interesting about him was that uh, he, he he did have a violent streak, and that's yeah, why that was. That's I like how they gradually mark. revealed his violent streak. Yes, that was very clever. We kind of you know he when we meet him he is this very sort of likable, geeky sort of guy, and I think we we just assumed that was all there was to him. Um, so when you when you do find out those things. Um, down the line it sort of adds extra depth to it him it was and good I was questioning it from the start I mean to be honest from the start I was saying to you I think he did yeah and he just think, blacked out and I think he just blacked out and because then they when they do a talk screening find that he not only has ketamine ecstasy but he also has like Adderall which is like um, an amphetamine yeah. plus like loads and loads of booze do so they think, were like like he could be doing anything in that concoction do you think he did do it because it's sort of an ambiguous ending no I don't think he did it um because there was no indication at any point that he was violent outside of being provoked, I thought. Um, and there was possible, no indication though, in his behaviour with her that we saw that he was anything but like idolising her and just wanting to sleep with her. And I think um, they. what I loved about it anyway, we'll get into it, is... I mean, the we saw four other viable suspects. Yes. So... I definitely think it was one of those. I hope if they make a season two, though, it's not this. It's not that. I mean, I mean it couldn't be. It would be so tedious. I know. I don't want that. Which was what no. Broadchurch season two made the mistake of. I think season two, if the, if it happens, should be following John Torturo again. Yeah, with um, I've forgotten her name. New case. I'd love him and the lawyer to team up again. But will they? Because they ended on such a bad note. Because she she really became. Yeah, she was <laughs> total the other idiot. So she at the start we were like, oh, she's great. We really like her. <laughs> Um, she refu- like she's used as a prop at the start to gain Naz's parents' trust because she can speak Pakistani, and then she, um, you know, becomes like his his lawyer because John Totoro is given the sack because he's a bit sleazy, <laughs> and she is great. And then all of a sudden, she reveals that her and her boyfriend broke off. She starts doing like shots in the bar, which I just thought was really weird. And then she seems to be in love with Naz and kissing him and then she is smuggling heroin her nowhere. vagina that came out <laughs> into prison no, this is a lawyer who's gone and bought heroin on the street corner and just, smuggled it in just so the reason she was doing that was just so she could have him testify which had been explicitly stated to her was the worst yeah. idea in the world so it was of no value anyway yeah. certainly not when he's strung out and like um, crashing from lack of heroin and he's scratching himself and he has at this point got a shaved head is all bulky and has got tattoos on his neck and God, his, as soon his, as he's, his knuckles oh. say sin bad as soon as he started getting those tattoos We're I like, was why like why is he getting tattoos like at least wait till you've been convicted and I'm then find you, you what you want I'm done and also fine if you want to get tattoos but don't get the word sin and bad written on your fingers and get a tattoo on your neck when you're in court it reminded me of um, uh, The Simpsons when Sideshow Bob is on trial and he's got a uh, the, the words die Bart on uh, oh, yeah. on his tattooed on his on his fingers and he said no it's German it's uh, die Bart <laughs> well yeah it's just like and like you know of course like if Naz is innocent but why what he did... looks like should it matter but he went out of his way to make himself look rough and even if he's innocent of the murder he still robbed his dad's taxi which has ruined his dad's livelihood and two of his friends livelihood he has like driven really intoxicated he's fled the scene of a crime he could have phoned an ambulance like the girl mightn't have been dead 
he's still guilty and I think he actually still should be in prison just not for murder but for like reckless endangerment yeah and like ludicrous behaviour and he was carrying a bloodstained knife but could, sorry can that's we go, illegal as well. can we go back to well yeah. it's illegal to carry a weapon yeah there are some of those charges which <laughs> yeah, could have stuck they're, they're, <laughs> and I hate him now at this stage he's so got, I wanted it, to he's be got a bloodstained knife in his pocket and he's like oh no big deal oh and like okay back to episode one at no point when he was in the police station for like hours did he was he even smart enough to say oh can I go to the bathroom because at this point hadn't been searched can I go to the bathroom and wash the fucking blood off his hands and dump the knife somewhere and dump the ketamine vial? Like, he's so dumb that he sits with that stuff on him. Really what this is telling me is how good you would be at getting away <laughs> with a crime. Well, like, so I watched just, CSI Miami. Concerning. I would have basic <laughs> principles around um, was, fingerprints and bloodstained murder weapons. Look, to his credit, and I don't really want to he defend has no him credit. because he's an idiot, uh, but he was trying to sort of edge his way out of the police station, if you remember. He was yeah, going to no, make a run sh- for it. No, but that's it. even dumber when he tried to make a run for it. No, yeah, he should have just ditched the incriminating evidence. Um, back to the, the, the lawyer, though. Um, oh. His lawyer. Like, th- that was very underdeveloped, her sort of infatuation with him. It didn't really... It came out of nowhere. But did you think it coincided with when he got swag and became a bit sexy because he is a really good looking guy you think so she's attracted to bad well boys, I think it? also she believed he was innocent and there's something very attractive about um, somebody who's whose society has done wrong by and you're their um, saviour which is what she saw herself as okay so I think but I think that's but I think it was the a, show didn't tell us any of that that's no, you filling that in the blanks right and like I but I didn't even mind when she kissed him I mind when she went and hung around the street corner and bought heroin and <laughs> yeah. smuggled yeah, that in was, her private parts that was st- ludicrous it's like not you would be disbarred you would be sent to prison like that's outrageous behavior. she deserves to be disbarred yeah they both they're both idiots and like even like even then before that when when she said I want him to testify and John Turturro who's like the best lawyer ever it was basically a John Grisham novel because he's like the old hardened slightly crooked lawyer and she's like the young whippersnapper who's full of ideals and he yeah. kind of coaches her in his ways and he's like do not put him on the stand and she's like oh no I think he'll be great because I love him and she not only really do I think he'll be great stage. I think even though he's clearly addicted to heroin which she realises afterwards I'll just get him more heroin to take the edge off that's the that's old, like what that, that took me out of the show that whole that whole bit can we talk about a little bit about John Turturro yes he John was amazing he, oh my he's God. the real standout yeah, of the whole thing he's the star um, and he's he's someone I who him. I think could he should be the focus of a second series well he was first billing on the show in every episode yeah he, he was be- the star of it because after F1 Naz was always Naz is just like this mute slightly idiotic person who just walks around like lifting weights and like smoking heroin and stuff he was doing nothing he didn't even really at any point think to logically tell anyone what happened to him that night and mention things that would have helped him no Naz was like the, Naz the murder that the knife he took which we don't think was the murder weapon he didn't take it from the bedroom he took it from the living room so he should have said oh that wasn't even in the living room uh, the bedroom where she died but yeah. he was so dumb we he didn't, didn't tell anything. anyone that Naz was just on a roller coaster um, and that, it's not a show no about um, it's not a show about which other shows are about it's not a show about um, a marginalised uneducated person being exploited by the justice system it's a show about somebody who's very who's had a great background and a good life and gets himself into a dumb situation and then makes no effort to get himself out of it yeah interestingly and and you're never quite sure whether he is innocent or guilty and, and neither is he he doesn't know which was really yeah. interesting but yeah anyway back to John Toro so he's like sleazy lawyer has got his um, he's not slogan. really s- no like to look at he's... he is he's like you know I'll represent you if you ain't free 
if, if you're not you free don't you don't pay a fee but the best thing was his eczema storyline we were so gripped by it it was very I mean and I suffer from allergies and asthma and I was just so sympathetic luckily I don't look like that but it was very much like it's it's something it felt a little bit at first like oh they've, this is the gimmick they've given the character a gimmick but it was but it really so, informed his life it didn't did it? and it was so but it was so raw pun intended <laughs> literally um, and so human it just made him so human it was something and his escapades every week struggle for him and it was it really, it really he's just, either getting like a UV lamp really or like for steroids well, and then the Viagra stuff because he was impotent it's just do you know what it was funny like that was the stuff that made us laugh and you need humour like the wire funny, always had as well. as well you need humour in a show like that or it's too bleak but I actually said to you while we were watching the finale like um, I was so uninvested in the case by that point that I was actually I was, the, the most important and uh the best moment of the series for me was when John Turturro was able to put on a pair of shoes. I know it was amazing. That was the that that whole storyline was more interesting than the than yeah. the, the case in many ways, I and also it. his relationship with the cat, um, which was very inside Lou and Davis. I love. I yeah, thought. I was thinking that too. It looked yeah. like the cat from Inside Lou and Davis, but yeah, I think he brought the humor to it. He brought the heart to it, and his closing speech, I was like, it was yes, beautiful. I his applauded. It was amazing. Performance was just outstanding. Like because he's he had. That, I think he's sexy as well. He had that okay. He had that right uh, level of of sort of. Um, I want to see what he looks like in real Compassionate life. and practical. Like, like he's been yeah. through. And he thinks he understands the system. He knows how to work it. He is the sort of defense lawyer who's. He does have that Saul Goodman quality where he's defending low life criminals, but he's doing it. He has a code. And he I liked how the, the, cop, the, inve- the lead investigator in the end had come up with his own theory that Naz hadn't done it because he finds a fourth very viable suspect. And at that point, the DA, or the, whatever she is, the yeah. prosecutor, is like, no, look, I'm just going to keep going with this. And he makes a really great point when she's giving her closing statement and she says, this is the only suspect the police are pursuing. He gets up and walks out because that's all he can do. But he and John Turturro worked together a little bit that he tried to help him get a mistrial. Because he didn't right, believe yeah. it either. Did you? Did she was. We, we were fascinated by the prosecutor. I've never seen her before. She's a very unusual. Yeah, actress. she had a strange way. She had that Sylvester Stallone way of talking. Well, I, I wonder would, is it like yeah. a like a, it's a. I don't know. It was interesting, but she was very good because she was very subtle in that kind of role. Somebody can be really over the top, and what she did really well was get really close to people, which made me very uncomfortable. So, <laughs> yeah, like when yeah, she was talking to the jury, she was like in their faces, and then when she was interviewing. <laughs> Like, she got Naz perfectly to wrap around himself, but in quite a subtle way. And again, I was like, Naz, you idiot. Like, if you're, it's the la- like, you're speaking for your life. And at the end of the question, did you do it? And you're on trial and you say, I don't know. But like, I think he so was annoying. having, but he didn't know. And, he, and she sort of brought out his crisis of conscience. Yeah, but cleverly. don't bring it out in the stand. Look, I know. Look, it's just an, another litany of errors. And he could have clarified, because I think what he meant partially when he said, I don't know, was that, um, I don't know if I'm responsible for her death because I I know that I should have phoned an ambulance in case she was still alive and I didn't. Yeah. But he didn't clarify that and his lawyer didn't pull a vote of him. But yeah, so basically John Turturro was amazing and I loved his relationship with the uh, younger lawyer. And also then the victim. I thought she was a really great actress as well because we didn't we found her really ambiguous, didn't we? In the first episode. We were like, what's going on with this one? Yeah, and they Does don't really like they don't like, focus on her much until sort of towards the end. Uh, just kind of kind of interesting, and it kind of highlighted that um, the police sad. the police never really did a proper investigation because they were they, they were basically handed so much evidence. Well, that's to to, the, to be fair. I mean, if I was a policeman and there's 
there was that much evidence. I don't know what I'd be investigating another. But shouldn't road. you look? Shouldn't you look down his, every avenue? His, I mean, but what other avenue is there? Like he picks her up in a taxi. Um, is in her house. Has the murder weapon? What they think is the murder weapon in his bag, and like, like I, I don't know. I, I bought that they didn't initially do the investigation. What I didn't buy was that nobody was investigating from his end. Like, until episode five or something. Not even John Turturro. Like, nobody was like, oh, let me look into something else. It was yeah. really sad because his parents had no money and they were just just so, like, flabbergasted by the situation. They didn't know what to do. The parents' storyline was Yeah, was the parents were sad. amazing. And I they liked, were both such good actors. I really liked that the show, just as I said at the beginning, it really showed you all those little details that you don't get in Law yeah. & Order. Like, um, you know, the, the taxi being impounded and how it affected his... Business partners, uh, there's how the community were. The mom lost her sort of job. Hating on them, she lost her job. Oh, one ridiculous coincidence was the dad. We find out that the dad's now working as a takeaway delivery man because he oh. happens to deliver to the lawyer the night that she's prepping her opening statement. That was, it was ridiculous. So stupid. I don't know why they did that. Um, it was shot really well. And also, at one well, point, they, yeah, it was shot really well. We watched last night when we were watching it, we watched it on the projector. It looked amazing. Sadly, today, while we were shutting out daylight, it was too bright to watch it on the projector. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I wish the mom had gotten a few more lines because I feel like it was such a male show, and they, except for the female lawyers, I don't know. Single and I mean, I know lawyer. it's also set in a male prison, so that's partially why. But some of the prison stuff bored me. I'm like, I'm sick of watching things set in prisons where like men are raping each other and stabbing each other and all this, and I'm like, I'm not interested in this. I don't want to watch Shawshank Redemption, like. I just thought it was all so stupid, all the prison stuff, and, like, they could have probably cut... Like, I think eight episodes was a good length, but, like, we don't really need to see Naz going into prison and being intimidated. Like, yeah, we get it, you Well, know? I felt like we'd seen a lot of that... I've seen it all before. ...before. That, that wasn't particularly new. But then it is relevant to, you know, to Naz's experience. And, and then at the end, Naz is just a heroin addict, so that's the end of it. Which, yeah. again, was a bit on the nose, because it's only four months has passed, you know, and I know they're trying to say the criminal justice system fails people but it actually didn't he did he did well to get out with no charges because actually he should have the grand theft auto charge and the carrying a weapon and driving while drunk charges but the, so what's like after four months what's but, his problem but prison with? kind of made him a criminal and it made him a drug addict in a way it made him violent, even more violent. but it was interesting because I think part of the prop, part of the whole point of the show was that Naz is just like so weak-willed he'll just do a anything. tool like even in, yeah he's a tool for anyone like even in the first episode she's like oh do you want some tablets he's like no and then she's like go on have one he's like okay and he's like Naz I need you to <laughs> um, I need you to put this heroin in your in your mouth that's been up this uh, man's mother's vagina do you mind <laughs> and he does at first say no I can't do that and he says I'll go on and he goes oh, okay then. okay fine let's do it like and I guess he's just such a malleable character, but it's it's weird to watch a protagonist like that. You don't normally, and he's that's why really I think John Turturro was the protagonist because Naz couldn't be because the actor's amazing and it's to his credit how well he, he played brilliant. it. But the the character was so insipid. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the point. If the point was it's like oh this is what happens just an everyday like not particularly bright guy who's a bit academic but not street smart or is it? I think that I is know, the point. Supposed, like, no, I think what, the point is he's a, he's a bit of he's supposed to be a bit of a blank slate everyman, right? He's supposed to be. But I was like a blank slate everyman no. who's never watched an episode of Law and Order. Okay, look what he is. He, yeah, but he's supposed to be this 
blank canvas. He's this ball of clay <laughs> that has just been uh, thrown through the system. R- really, what the show is about is is about looking at this system, the justice system, as it exists, and we look at it from literally beginning to yeah. end. And we but look the at, irony is that it, sh- it, but we look it at shed this light. It shed a positive light in it in the end because he got off. But it's no, but it's not. There's no positive light at the end of that. Did you come away feeling, oh yeah, the system works. Go America. Well, actually, no. it ended better than. Well, I would never come away from anything saying <laughs> go America. But I came away from it thinking, oh, for a HBO show, like it, did I, not it have ended a happy better ending. than what I thought. I thought he was. We both thought he was going to get murdered in prison and then found out to be innocent at the end. Yeah, but that's different. It could have been a lot worse. But I would not in any way say that was a happy ending. I no, think I don't think it was a happy ending. But I just think, like, the the real tra- the real tragedy at the end is Naz that he's just smoking heroin down the side. But that's of my the river. point. He's the ball of clay, and he came out the other end of the justice system, and he was molded into this sort of warped, disfigured, horrible thing. But he was still kind of nice. Like at the end, he had a nice moment with John Turturro. But he, yeah, he's just so he's dull. It's, it's unusual to watch such a dull main character. I think, but but because of John Turturro and how they wrote him, and I do he think was it's top purposeful. Billing. It's yeah, purposeful. Because if if he hadn't been in it, John Turturro and such a funny, interesting main guy, we would have been like, oh, who cares what happens to this guy? <laughs> True. Yeah, we didn't need it. He was he was the heart of the story, really. And like it was, I I I just kept thinking that whether or not he did it. Like I know I've said it, but like he, he should be in prison anyway, and like I felt so sorry for the girl because like it's so sad what happened to her, and like the press nobody cared about her. All they cared about was that she was pretty and lived in this brownstone, so they were making her this yep. glorious victim. But that's just how the press does that's it. What the media does, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, hey, this could be you. Uh, this is a story. That's it's just to sell. Yeah, sell but then I mean, like also she was very messed up because she's voluntarily getting stabbed in the hand, so the whole thing was just weird. <laughs> And on that note, we are home. So let's wrap it up. Go watch that. Um, no. <laughs> um, <I think laughs> no. This Go point, watch that. anyone who's listened to this has watched it. Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, thanks for listening. Um, yeah. And let us know what you think about us doing a TV review. It certainly yes. got us off the couch. If you liked this, maybe we could do more of this. I'm not sure what we would call it though. It doesn't work with this. The, the whole concept of this show is that we're walking home from the cinema, and it's a mile. We, have to call we just walked around our local park so from our house. The Telly, the Telly Park? <laughs> Telly Park? Park Doesn't Vision? I think there's, this no, is, there's no way we could spin this. No, this is just a special case. This is a bonus episode. Because we were supposed to be doing Sausage Factory and as we discussed earlier, didn't happen. Sausage Party. What Saus- did I say? Sausage Factory oh. would, is probably a documentary <laughs> about the, the meat industry. I mean, I think... Which nobody wants to watch because it'll turn us off sausages for life. And also, I don't want to sound more critical than the night of than I am because I loved it's the best TV show I've watched in ages. I'm just critical of the main character and yeah, and like the actions of some characters, but that makes the show interesting because we kept pausing it to like fight about it and talk about it and analyze it. And we just talked about it for about a half. An yeah, hour. even though we were like we have nothing left to say, we certainly talked about it because because it's eight episodes. I was thinking, oh, how will we talk about it in the podcast? Because we're used to just analyzing one thing. But I guess it's like one big It's just piece. like one big thing. Yeah. yeah, you've got a lot to talk about, a lot of material to cover. Which is why we did an extra long episode. Oh, we're in the dark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Um, bye. <laughs>